Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We've got another trade, ladies and gentlemen, and we've got another bonus podcast for you. Matt Ryan is going to the Indianapolis Colts. Adam and Heath here with a bonus podcast on fantasy football today. We'll talk about the fantasy impact. You know, football wasn't always this fun in the offseason. I just looked, assuming this is right, on NFL.com, they have a trade tracker that goes back a long ways. And 10 years ago, March 2012, there were seven trades. This is the 16th so far of March 2022. And we just, we didn't used to get this, Heath. This really changes things. I think it's another great way that fantasy football has changed the NFL. We're clearly having an impact <laughs> on the way these people behave. They're like, oh man, what can we do to get more bonus podcasts? All right, so let's talk about this here. Who's the biggest winner or loser? Who's impacted the most by Matt Ryan going to the Colts? And the rumor is that Marcus Mariota could be going to the Falcons. What's your big takeaway? I mean, if it's Mariota, that will be a kind of interesting. But for the most part, I think the biggest loser is probably Kyle Pitts. Like, it was like a week ago, and I thought Kyle Pitts might be the redraft tight end one. You were talking about how we were one transaction away from him being a second-round pick. I don't know if he is a top-five tight end this year. I feel the exact same. Well, I feel like he's a top five tight end because I just see such a separation personally between him and, say, Hawkinson or Goddard, whoever would be, or Gronk. You know, Gronk, you could say maybe if he's back but, with the Bucks, But but I, I definitely, I mean, my my prediction that he would end up being a second-round pick right now, no way. If, they, if it's Baker Mayfield, maybe, but no, I, I mean, we agree this is a, a loss for him. Right, right. Yeah. and I don't know how many touchdowns. I can't do the math easily in my head. Kyle Pitts would have needed to score last year to score as many fantasy points per game as TJ Hawkinson did. Um, but it was more than one more touchdown. Um, yeah, I, that's that's a negative. I think it's a positive for Michael Pittman. It gives some st- stability to Jonathan Taylor. Like Everybody's taking him number one overall any, anyway. But with a terrible quarterback, you might have had some concerns about Taylor not living up to that. Um, it's better for the Colts, I think, than it is for anybody for fantasy purposes. Ryan was uh, QB 31 in my projections on the Falcons. I moved him over to the Colts, made some adjustments. He's now QB 27. So not a huge move there. Um, probably not somebody you want to draft except for in a two-quarterback league. I would expect it to be a run-heavy offense for the Colts. But it becomes really interesting. Like, what what are the Falcons going to do? They have... Essentially, no wide receivers. Their running backs are Mike Davis, Damian Williams, and Cordero Patterson. And now they don't have a quarterback either. Well, let's stay on the Colts for one second here because I want to talk about Pittman. I feel like we'll forget about Pittman, but things could have been a lot worse for Michael Pittman in theory. I mean, getting a pocket passer who could maybe heavily target Michael Pittman, this is how how much better is it? Are you moving him up? I moved him. I think I had him 22 or 23, and now he's 19 or 20. Um, so it was a slight bump up. It's The joke that I made on Twitter was that his targets go up, his catches go up, his yards go up, but he's probably only going to score three touchdowns now. 
What did he score last year? He's number one. He's the number one wide receiver for Matt Ryan. (laughs) Uh, The Falcons, by the way, they were not a pass-heavy offense, but they were 19th in pass attempts, and the the Colts were 27th. The Falcons threw 52 more passes than the Indianapolis Colts. Very, very run-heavy offense that Matt Ryan's going to. Did you mention where he finished last year? He was, what, 30th QB 30? I believe he was tied for 29 with Terod Taylor at 15.3 fantasy points per game. Just absolutely miserable. And it's not fair to him, but I don't know that this situation is any better at all for his fantasy production. Um, I think Kyle Pitts is probably a better number one than Michael Pittman is, or at least as good as Michael Pittman. And they don't really have anybody behind Pittman right now. Paris Campbell's their number two wide receiver. I guess you could argue that maybe the Colts' defense would be significantly better than the Falcons' defense, and maybe that would force more pass attempts, something like that. But there's really no appeal for Matt Ryan. I understand that. Um, would you rather have Michael Pittman or uh, Allen Robinson? Uh, Pittman for sure. Pittman's a top 20 wide receiver for me. Oh. I would take him over DK Metcalf. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't realize how high you were on him. Would you rather have Michael Pittman or Mike Evans in full PPR? I will still go with Evans in full PPR. All right. So Kyle Pitts, is he going to fall to fifth in your tight end rankings? He's current. I'll, I'll probably rank him fifth just so we don't have to argue Hawkinson versus Pitts. But right now in the projections, I actually have Hawkinson ahead of Pitts. Pitts is sixth. I mean, it's really crazy to be comparing third-year Hawkinson to rookie-year Pitts when Pitts what, was awesome. had, just had the best tight end season ever. Like I just, how do you rank Hawkinson ahead of Kyle Pitts? Who is Kyle Pitts' quarterback right now? Is he? How much worse is he going to be than Jared Goff? Um, Matt Ryan was worse than Jared Goff last year for fantasy purposes. So and was he? I don't know. I I would assume like what are the outs? I can't imagine that the Falcons are going to trade for a quarterback. So I think you can rule out them getting Baker or Jimmy Garoppolo. Like they're clearly in a tank situation. Um, Jameis, so they're going to sign Mariota. Marcus Mariota, or they're going to play a rookie, or maybe they'll go spend. I don't think they have the money to go get Jameis. I guess yeah. they could have maneuvered the money to get Watson. So, right, yeah, I mean, they take a huge if, cap hit with this. Trade. If Jameis was there, then I would say that Kyle Pitts is probably third or fourth at tight end again, right back where he was. Okay. Um, I'm just assuming that it's either Marcus Mariota or worse. Okay, look, hey, not all bonus podcasts need to be 15 minutes, so I think we can wrap this one up here. Not the sexiest trade, but well, definitely something to talk about. And I will say one last thing. Like, we we just argued this morning about Cordero Patterson, and I, I think this is a, a, a downgrade for him as well because a lot of his value comes in pass catching, and he's probably not going to be as efficient catching passes as he was. And you know what? Actually, if you want to give me one minute here, this might be a, a time to revisit that conversation I had with Jamie. How would you rank Kyle Pitts if he were on just a terrible offense? Because when they still have Matt Ryan and obviously they have draft capital and they'll add somebody, you know, a wide receiver, maybe something like that. Jamie's like, well, I don't think they're going to have a terrible offense. And that's totally understandable. But let's see. I do think they are going to have a terrible offense. Oh, now. They, I mean, they might have one of the very worst. Okay. In the last five seasons, bottom five offenses have produced. Three top 12 running backs, none higher than seven in full PPR. Uh, two top seven wide receivers. Three top seven tight ends, but none higher than tight end five. And the standouts on bottom five offenses in the last five seasons were Jarvis Landry, who had 112 catches in 2017, Allen Robinson in 2019, and James Robinson, I would say, had the best year of any player on a bad 
terrible offense, really. But we have not seen a, a tight end in the last five years finish higher than fifth in full PPR on a bottom five offense. Then again, we haven't seen a lot of tight ends like Kyle and, Pitts. And I would, again, if you're in Dynasty, I would I'd be go make an offer okay, um, for Kyle Pitts because I'm still optimistic for the long term. I'm just I'm not sure it's going to pay off this year. Okay. Well, that is Heath. I am Adam. And we'll be talking about this uh, probably for the next five months or so. And uh, get you ready for your drafts. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!